we're going to live a life that is turned on, that we're going to live a life full of fire and vibrancy and radiance, and we're going to bring forth whatever gift it is that we're here to offer. Like you have something very unique to offer, and you have the right and the ability to bring that forth. And when you don't, and you suppress it, and you ignore it, and you put it under the rug, and you pretend it doesn't exist, then that causes you to, to diminish your light. And your light is your radiance. Your light is your turned onness. Your light is your glow. You are listening to The Ultimate Biohack for Women, a movement of women who know what they want and go get it. You know the answers lie within. Reach in and grab hold. This is a movement, a movement of women who tune in and turn their selves on. Now you're biohacking the woman's way, integrating the art and science of hacking your biology like a woman. Tap your magic, conjure your yes, upgrade, elevate, maximize your potential. I'm Dr. Brandy Victory, and this is a movement, a movement that is sure to hack your soul. Hey, hey, superstars, welcome back. And are you ready to get a little more willpower? So first of all, I want you to recognize that you have so much power within you already. Like it's in there. If you're listening to this, you're already a superstar. You already have willpower. You already have strength within you right now. Like I want you to just pause this for a second, look in the mirror, and I want you to say, I'm a freaking superstar. I am strong. I am courageous. I have everything within me that I need to get me to where I want to go. Oh, yeah. Feel that. Feel that inside your body because you do. I know, uh, you know how they say, give something. If you want something done, give it to a busy person because busy people get it done, right? And that's you. I know that's you because you're like me. <laughs> we're all in this together, right? So um, we're going to talk about a lot of things. We're going to talk about hormones. We're going to talk about turning yourself on. And I'm going to leave you with a few easy tips to enhance your willpower and strength. You're going to really love it. It's easy. All right. So most people want more willpower, either maybe to lose weight or to gain weight, to control their eating in some way, to maybe get to the gym or to even take specific actions in their lives or their business. Like, oh, start a new habit, start a new routine, get to a new class, start painting, whatever it is. Right. We just but it's hard to start that uh, activity if you're not in the habit of doing it. And it's hard to start that activity if you have hormonal imbalances. Like that's, the hormones play such a huge role in how we show up in life. Like, and then we blame ourselves because we can't get it done or we don't get it done. And then we're like beating ourselves up and feeling like a failure, which reduces our willpower again. Like it just causes us to give up almost, you know, in certain ways. And so we're going to chat about how to turn that around. And first we're going to talk about a couple of hormones. And then these uh, hormones are called leptin and ghrelin. So I'm going to make this really easy because I don't want to get into a bunch of sciencey stuff with you. But ghrelin is a hormone that's produced in your stomach. And it goes up before meals. So it causes you to get hungry. And then when you eat, it goes down. So it tells your body and your brain, oh, you're full. You don't need to keep eating. It's actually called the hunger hormone, okay, because it makes you hungry. And leptin is a hormone that's made in your fat cells. So when you have fat cells, which everyone does, leptin is made and leptin tells your brain, oh, we've got plenty of fat. If you do, we got plenty of fat. You can stop eating. We have plenty of storage. 
and then you stop eating and it it increases your exercise, like it increases your ability to move. It, it causes you to have more energy to do things and then you burn fat and then your fat stores go down and then your leptin, so there's a, a deficiency of leptin and so your brain gets triggered and your brain says, oh, there's not enough leptin. That means there's not enough fat cells. That means there's not enough storage for survival if something happens, let's eat. So these two hormones cause your brain to turn on and off its uh, its desire to eat. So one of the things that can happen is, uh, at least this is what's thought to happen, is something called leptin resistance. So if you've got a lot of leptin going on in your body and the nervous system just keeps getting triggered by it, the nervous system will actually shut down its receptors and stop receiving the signal. Even though it's there, it'll stop receiving the signal. This is similar to insulin resistance or thyroid resistance. So a lot of these hormones, when there's too many of them, the nervous system shuts down its ability to receive the signal, and then the hormone can't do the work that it's meant to do. So what happens is the body, the brain thinks there's not enough there, even though there is, and and, and it'll say, oh, there's not enough leptin. So hence, not enough fat, not enough storage, not enough for survival. Let's keep eating. And uh, so, so these are the kinds of things, these are imbalances that happen when we get into these munch modes and we snack all the time and we can't seem to get our willpower under control. And, you know, a lot of times when we go into starvation mode and, you know, the, the body when there's not enough leptin, or presumably not enough leptin, uh, it, it thinks it's starving, so it makes you eat. And when we go into starvation mode, it actually produces another hormone called cortisol. Now, everybody's probably heard of that because adrenals are a big topic, and cortisol, uh, adrenal fatigue and cortisol are big things that people are talking about right now. But cortisol is a fat-storing hormone. So when you produce cortisol, it causes you to store fat and... Um, it also breaks down muscle and tissue. So some people are getting, this is a little off topic, but some people are getting cortisone shots in their knees or their shoulders for pain. Well, that is essentially cortisol. So cortisol is your natural anti-inflammatory in the body, but when you're putting them in joints like that, since it breaks down tissue, it breaks down the tissue in the joints. It may make your pain go down, but you certainly don't want to be putting it into your joints that you want to heal, okay? So there's other ways around that stuff, but we got to get your hormonal system balanced out. We got to get the ghrelin and the leptin working right. We got to get the receptors working right. Uh, and, you know, this is really important because there's many things that these two hormones are responsible for. In between the two, where it, it has things to do with the regulation of your hormonal system, your growth hormone, blood pressure regulation, the motility of your GI tract, so if you're having bowel movements or not, and digesting your food and absorbing your nutrients. It also uh, deals with glucose and lipid metabolism. So, you know, having the right amount and the balance of these hormones and being able to receive the signal is very important. It also, uh, they both deal with blood vessel and formation uh, of blood vessels and regulating your immune system. And, and there's a, probably way more to it than we even know yet. But yeah, these are important things to, to get under control, okay? And if you have leptin resistance, these things could be out of balance in your body, all right? So rebalancing leptin requires 
layered support, but it can certainly be done. It's an important thing to address. Otherwise, you're going to spend your life managing symptoms since, you know, leptin resistance can lead to increased likelihood of developing cardiovascular disease or diabetes or cancer or degenerative joint disease and autoimmune disorders and who knows what else, right? So let's talk a little bit about what to do and let's get back into how uh, you can probably see how getting these things into balance will help with willpower because when they're out of balance or you have leptin resistance, you're um, constantly munching and snacking and your energy drops and you can't make it to the gym and you feel like you're a failure and you know you get into this vicious cycle and give up on yourself and feel like you personally, there's something wrong with you. And there's nothing wrong with your willpower. It's just your hormones are out of balance and we got to get those balanced out. Okay. And there's ways to do that. Now there's a few things that you can do on your own at home that can help with this. All right. The number one thing is to avoid sugary packaged foods. All right. So when we eat sugary packaged foods, it stimulates our reward center in our brain. And we continue to want to re-stimulate that over and over and over again. So we keep going back for it. And, you know, it's a really kind of a hard habit to break. I mean, even me, I eat really, really clean. I have one of the cleanest diets that, of anyone that I know. However, I do have a tendency to find the the packaged foods that are quote unquote clean, like there's no chemicals, there's no artificial flavorings, colorings, or sweeteners. Uh, it's all, you know, natural food based, so date-based, honey-based, sweeteners, um, whole grains, whole fruits, you know, those kinds of things. But there's still sugary foods, even though they're natural, right? And so I can very easily uh, create an argument to eat those kinds of packaged foods, if you're going to eat packaged foods, for sure, um, and stay away from the packaged foods as much as possible, all right? I do eat, you know, occasionally I'll have a bar, like a dang bar or something. I'm, I'm really playing around with the, uh, the keto diet plan, um, I've been a real, really resistant to this um, for a very long time. Uh, I've tried low-carb kind of stuff before. My body doesn't like it. I tend to, it throws me into hypothyroidism. And so I've avoided it like the plague because my type of uh, metab my, my metabolic type doesn't really like that style of eating. It, it needs carbohydrates. It needs a balance. And, and of course, I'm a Libra, so surprise, right? <laughs> um, so I've really done well with balancing my macros, my fats, my, my carbohydrates, and my proteins throughout the day. But I've been doing a lot of research on brain and cognition uh, rehabilitation, and that's something that I want to make sure I'm uh, addressing in my own life as much as possible. And really all, everything points back to keto for this particular deal. All right. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to do this keto thing for my brain, for my cognition, for my memory, so that I can, I can grab my words. So, so often, uh, when I, since I've been under so much stress lately, I've, I've found that I can't think of certain words like odd things like a spoon or a refrigerator or that person's name or the hat they're wearing or whatever, you know, I just couldn't remember it. And it was really starting to bug me a lot. Now, one of the things I do do is genetic testing for 
cognitive, uh, the potential to have cognitive issues like Alzheimer's. And um, I've done that on myself and I don't have those genetic markers. However, if you've had mold toxicity, have heavy metal toxicity, extraneous stress, or a number of other things that have gone on in your life, like at least 36 different uh, markers or things can point to or can lead to uh, the potential to get those kinds of cognitive issues, Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, uh, dementia, those kinds of things, um, then, you know, regardless if you have the genes or not, you still have the potential to get it. So I'm like, okay, what's going on with my brain here, right? This is not okay. I am willing to do whatever it takes. So I started um, supporting my thyroid. I, even though I didn't have a thyroid issue, I started supporting it about a month or maybe a month and a half ago so that I could move into this, this keto way of eating and maybe keep my thyroid in balance. So it's just kind of a preventative way of working with my body. It's all science, right? We have no idea what's gonna happen here. <laughs> but um, I have noticed that my brain is working better uh, from not eating the sugars and the carbohydrates. So uh, there you go. Stay away from the sugary packaged foods. The other thing is um, eat good chocolate. Huh? <laughs> Yeah, you heard me right. Eat good chocolate. So first of all, there's uh, chocolate that is high in sugar and low in sugar. So you want to make sure you're getting a low in sugar chocolate. So like an 85 or a 90% dark chocolate to have. And chocolate actually stimulates your brain in a really good way and creates endorphins that make you feel happy. So I say eat more chocolate and eat good chocolate. All right. Um, obviously stay away from the sugar. And then, um, hey, did you know we're having a chocolate making workshop? Oh, hey, hey, this is a cause for pause. I want to take a moment to let you know about a brain boosting chocolate making workshop that I'm going to be offering here in my community. Uh, it's called Defeat Dementia Alzheimer's and cognitive decline. I've been spending a lot of time studying this aspect of my work and coming to really realize how important it is that that we take control of our brain function now so that we can prevent things like dementia, Alzheimer's, and cognitive decline, among the other brain uh problems, right? So we're going to we're going to be making chocolate. Come make chocolate with us. Of course, you ha uh, if you want to come and you're not local, you will need to come and be local because <laughs> this is an in-person workshop. Uh, it's $12, $12 if you pre-register and it's uh, $15 at the door. This is going to be Saturday, February 1st on 2020. If you'd like to join, you're welcome to email me um, or reach out by calling 303-619-7766, and we'll get you all signed up. But we're going to be talking about the four types of Alzheimer's. We're going to talk about foods to improve brain function and prevent decline, how to balance your brain and nervous system, tests to evaluate your brain function and cogn cognitive decline potential. Yes, I do specialized testing to know if we have genetic propensity towards things like Alzheimer's. And if you do, it's really good to know early on so you can create, do preventative care, right? Plus, of course, the most fun part is we're going to make brain-boosting chocolate. So you'll get recipes and tastings included. So I hope you join us again Saturday, February 1st, 10 a.m. to 12 p.m., $12 pre-registration. Okay. And there's other things that you can do to improve your leptin and your hormonal balance and your willpower. All right. Now, this would 
This one that I'm going to share with you is something people do not like to hear. All right. So it's basically stop using your cell phones, TVs, and computer screens at least two to three hours before bed. And don't sleep with your phone next to your head. Okay. I know I've talked to that about that before, but if you do, like my phone is on my nightstand every single night because I use it for my clock, but I put it on airplane mode so that there's no Wi-Fi signal like radiating around my head. So Definitely um, the blue light from the uh, devices, they actually disrupt the leptin production. And your leptin production is, is dependent upon a balanced circadian rhythm. So the rhythm that your body uh, has throughout the day, it's, it, it wakes up when the sun comes up and it goes to sleep when the sun goes down. That's like a typical normal balanced circadian rhythm. And then the balance of that determines how your hormones, especially leptin and others, are produced. So if your circadian rhythm is out of balance, your hormones are going to be out of balance. And the blue light from these devices Im creates imbalance in these systems, okay? And it just basically whacks your hormones out, okay? And when your hormones are whacked out, it causes you to deplete your willpower stores. Like, I don't know about you, but like if I don't get enough sleep, I am extra hungry the next day, and I tend to lean into carbohydrates. So I've got blood sugar imbalances. I've got cortisol imbalances. I've got who knows what imbalances when I'm in those places, right? And so then I'm eating more, and then I'm questioning what's happening. Now, I know my body well enough to know what's happening, but still it's, it plays up in the back of my mind because I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm overeating. What's wrong with me, right? So you got you to gotta get off the blue lights. You know, I'm really practicing that more and more. And uh, it's, it makes a huge difference. If I sit and play games on my phone right before I go to bed, I do not sleep well. It just doesn't happen, okay? Um, the thing is, if, if you're like thinking, oh man, whatever, and you're rebuttaling what I'm telling you right now, you may be addicted to your technology. This is a real thing. Uh, you get a dopamine response when you get liked on Facebook and on your social media and the flicker rate that's happening in your uh, technology creates stimulation in the brain that is kind of like taking drugs. So um, if you're having trouble with stopping this, it's, it's likely an addictive behavior. It's a total another conversation, but just know that... Um, just recognize that. Just recognize it within yourself if you're like, I I'm not doing that or you're having resistance to it. Because if that's true, try to stop and see what happens. You'll, you'll start to recognize, oh my gosh, this is addiction. <laughs> it's crazy. All right. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get off that for a minute. Um, so the next thing is uh, don't crash diet, okay? Because when you don't get enough calories in the day, your body goes into starvation mode, all right? So basically, the starvation mode, which we talked about earlier, creates cortisol. Cortisol is a fat-storing hormone. Ghrelin stays high, signals your brain to eat and eat. So you're snacking and got the munchies all day long, and you're like, oh, I can't control it. I can't control it. And you're trying to control it by reducing your calories. That's not the way to do it, okay? What you need to do is you need to know what your baseline is for calorie expenditure every day, and you need to eat just under that amount. And there's probably an appropriate macro ratio, protein, fat, and carbohydrate ratio that's going to be right for your body. Like for me, earlier I was speaking about 
uh, how a balanced ratio for me, 30-30-40, that's 40% carbohydrates, 30% protein, and 30% fat, seems to be a really good ratio for me. Um, We're going to, again, we're playing, I'm playing around with changing that right now, and I'll let you know how that goes as as I move forward with all this stuff. But the reality is I am eating enough calories every day to keep my energy expenditure or levels up because I know what I expend every day. I know what it takes for my body to um, to just live without exercise every day. So I, I have a range of calorie intake that I really track and I pay attention to. So there's that. The other thing is uh, get exercise. And specifically, you want to get the high-intensity interval training. So this does not have to be a big deal. Like go for a walk. And it only has to be like 20 minutes, okay? Go for a 20-minute walk. And while you're walking, high-intensity interval training is essentially you getting your heart rate up and letting it come back down. Get your heart rate up and letting it come back down. And you're cycling this multiple times throughout your exercise regimen. So if you're going to walk for 20 minutes and you want to do high-intensity interval training, you essentially will walk to warm up slowly increase and ramp up your pace to a place where you can barely breathe or barely have a conversation, I should say. And then once you get to that point, bring it back down to where it's easy and then ramp it up and bring it back down. So some people might do this in five minute cycles. So you do that four times. Some people might do this in one minute cycles. So they ramp it up for 30 seconds, hold it there for 30 seconds and bring it down for 30 seconds or a minute. Uh, You just listen to your body is the main thing and do what feels right. But I would highly encourage you to mix it up. So if you're a five minute cycler, like you're gonna ramp it up for a minute, walk fast for a minute and bring it down for two minutes or something like that, change it up every once in a while. Do one minute cycles or three minute cycles or five minute cycles and get get it all changed up so that your body doesn't get used to the same thing all the time. So even if you're in the gym, you can lift light weights, higher reps and move faster than if you're lifting heavy weights, lower reps. And that faster is going to get your heart rate up. So you can mix it up a little bit. So get your heart rate up, bring it back down. Get your heart rate up, bring it back down. This actually does create uh, hormonal balance, and it also creates endorphins in your brain. So those are feel-good hormones that you're like, hey, I feel so good. And when you feel good, you have more willpower. Like, that's just the way it is. So willpower seems to be finite, okay? So it seems like... We only have so much throughout the day and then it runs out. So when we're up against really high stress jobs or high stress environments or high stress kids or relationships or we're trying to control our temper or we're trying to ignore distractions or we're refusing uh, to stop at McDonald's like, oh, I don't want, I shouldn't do that, I shouldn't do that or wherever your, your place of choice is, right? I haven't been to McDonald's in a really long time, but I will tell you when I was working down below, which is off the mountain for the other doctors I was working for, one of my offices was right next to a natural grocer. So think of a homey kind of Whole Foods, all right? So it's awesome. All their organ, all their vegetables and fruits are organic. And so I love going in there and getting a snack. And so since it was right next to my office, it literally I had to like on my way to work, I had to say, okay, I am not going to natural grocers today. <laughs> this is not happening. I'm not stopping there. Because I would stop there, I would get a snack, which I 
probably didn't need, and I would spend $50 that I didn't need to spend. So um, I, I seemed like I was going to the grocery store almost every single day, and I get off on that. I love going to the grocery store, so I find the new things, and it's this whole little experience for me. So whatever your thing is, if you're like constantly trying to refuse doing it, then that zaps your willpower and strength, all right? Um, maybe it's even the opposite. So you're like, okay, I'm going to go to the gym today and I'm going to eat good today, but it doesn't happen. And then you get hard on yourself and you're like, oh man, I didn't do it. So that zaps your willpower, right? So we got to get really clear about what your vision is and why it's important. All right. Why is it important you don't go to McDonald's or you don't go to natural grocers or that you get to the gym or that you treat yourself better or you start to feel more love for yourself and, and for your body and have self-acceptance? Why is that important? Right. You like, got to get really clear on your why, because that is your motivator. All right. And then you got to make a plan. You got to understand what may get in your way and make a plan to prevent that from happening. All right. So go to the my plan would be go to the gym instead of McDonald's. All right. For me, my plan was I just make a commitment to myself at the beginning of the day on my way down. And I would be like, OK, today, here's what's going to happen. You're going to go to work and you're not going to go to natural grocers. Uh, yesterday, I was down in Boulder and I, I often um, <laughs> when I leave the house, I spend money. That's kind of the way that is. And this new year, I've, I've recommitted to having more strength and structure around spontaneous spending. So that is coming to a stop. And I'm honoring the budget that I set up for myself as closely as I possibly can. So um, going down to Boulder, and I went to yoga, and I met a friend for coffee, and uh, then I had the opportunity to go to natural grocers and to go get an adjustment and to run some other errands that weren't like necess necessity, but they would have meant spending money, right? And so um, there was actually right next to my the coffee shop we went to is my favorite little gift shop, and they were open when we came out of the coffee shop, and I was, ugh. I, t I even walked past it, turned around to go back in, and then I just stopped. I was like, no, don't go in there. Like, I, there is nothing in there that I need. I do not die if I don't go in there. No one gets hurt. Don't go in there. And so I just turned right back around and went and got in my car and left. And I was so proud of myself. I was like, yay, <laughs> I didn't do it, right? So that was a little bit of a, like, I had to make a clear intention about it, right? And I understand my why. My why is very clear, but I just have to re- uh, remind myself that that's what I'm doing because my habit is just to go in all these stores, right? So we have to pay attention to this stuff, right? The other thing that's really, really important is to reduce the amount of stress that you have every day as well as the number of decisions that you're making every day. So when we continually make decision after decision after decision, we get fatigued. Like it's, there's science on this stuff, okay? Dave Asprey talks about this. I mean, it's, it's, it's big stuff. He actually talks about um, really even reducing the choices that you have around your clothing options. Now, for us women, I think that's a much different experience. And for me personally, I need variety in my clothes. I'm not going to wear a black shirt and brown pants every day. Like, that is not going to happen. It doesn't turn me on. And I think our strongest willpower, our strongest, our strongest beingness in every aspect of our life and living the most purposeful life comes from being turned on, comes from that inner fire, your inner yesness that says, ah, oh, 
Life is so freaking good. I feel so good. I'm so on fire. And when we're in that place, like for, I go to my closet and I'm like, oh yeah, pink shirt, white jacket, these pants, it's on. This makes me feel really good. So my clothing is an expression of how I'm feeling. So occasionally I'm not feeling so great and I got to go to my closet and put something on so that I can change my state and feel better about myself. Like that happens, especially when I'm working from home and I'm in my pajamas a lot, like I am right now. <laughs> um, yeah, I gotta like, I gotta put it, put myself together so I feel great, right? So there's all these little dynamics. But if you can reduce the number of decisions that you're making throughout the day, like delegate things out, uh, get things off your plate that don't matter. Um, you know, the other thing, I just want to go back to ignoring distractions. Turn all your notifications off. Like, just turn them off. You do not need to be notified that you have an email or a text coming through your phone when you're doing stuff. Like, just turn them off and then make an, make an appointment with yourself to go back and check those things. Like, my emails, I check once a day. And I have to limit it to that. I do have a tendency to check in more than once a day. But then that's, again, that's draining my willpower, draining my energy, draining my reserves. And then I don't have an, I'm like, I get lost in it. And I'm like, oh, what am I supposed to be doing right now? Oh, yeah, I was doing this project over here. Um, okay, where was I? And it takes, apparently, uh, it takes like 20 minutes when you get distracted by uh, something like a notification to get back into your flow. So if you want to be efficient and get shit done and feel like you're strong and your willpower is successfully working for you, uh, turn off your notifications. Again, if you're having resistance to that, just really look at that because it might mean that you are addicted to it. All right. <laughs> All right. So um, when we're doing that, you know, when we're reducing our stress and our decision making and, you know, getting exercise and all these things, it, it's going to naturally just lead to you feeling turned on. Like feeling turned on is an inside out job. No joke. Like it's, you have to turn yourself on from the inside. And how do we do that? We do that by aligning to our truth. We do that by aligning to something greater. We do that by choosing for ourselves that we're going to live a life that is turned on, that we're going to live a life full of fire and vibrancy and radiance. And we're going to bring forth whatever gift it is that we're here to offer. Like you have something very unique to offer. And you have the right and the ability to bring that forth. And when you don't, and you suppress it, and you ignore it, and you put it under the rug, and you pretend it doesn't exist, then that causes you to, to diminish your light. And your light is your radiance. Your light is your turned onness. Your light is your glow, all right? You got to own your glow, girlfriend, all right? Speaking of owning your glow, uh, the Own Your Glow eight-week group coaching program starts in a week. So if you've been thinking about getting registered for that, I will put a link on the bottom of the show notes so you can just go right over there and hit the application button. Let's have a conversation about it. It's really a fun experience. It's a group setting. It's quick. It's eight weeks, not a big commitment, and it's not really expensive. So it's just an easy way to get started on um, having support around owning your glow, girl. All right. The other thing I'd recommend doing, and we're kind of getting to the end here, is getting your leptin levels checked. So this is something we do with the micronutrient and cardiometabolic testing that we do. Uh, it's very specialized testing. We literally take, or I don't, but the lab, the phlebotomist takes 
uh, your blood, and she, she sends it to the lab, and then the lab pulls out the lymphocytes, the white blood cells, and puts them in a Petri dish and grows them for three weeks. And then they open up those cells, and they look inside, and they see what's been absorbed, what's been utilized, and what's, what's deficient, what's needed. And uh, then they, they can tell me all that stuff, and then they use those cells and they stress them. They use different types of chemicals and different things to stress the cells to see how your immune system responds under stress. So we can really look at a lot of different things with this testing, and it's way, way, way different than, hey, I'm going to take your blood and see how much B12 is in there or how much vitamin D is in there. It's just a totally different way of looking at things. This is about functionality. How is your body functioning, and what does it need to function better, and how can we optimize your health? So um, we actually do have a blood draw day coming up on February 13th. Anyone can come, even if uh, you live far. Uh, just let me know. Reach out. Let me know you really want to do this, and I'll get you set up. And if you're a new patient, you get a discount on your evaluation. So it's very exciting to be able to offer this to people in this way. And I've seen a lot of shift and change in the way people's health and lives are because of this testing specifically. Because if you're deficient in certain things, you just don't have enough energy. Let's say you're deficient in your Bs, your B, B complexes, you're not going to have the energy to perform, or and you're going to feel weak, and you're going to feel like you don't have willpower and strength, right? And it's not necessarily just you going out and getting some B complexes and some vitamin D and hoping that it all works out. Like some people don't metabolize their B complexes very well. And so when I look at the patterns in this blood work, in this lab test, I can see whether or not I need to prescribe a very particular, basically pre-metabolized pre B complex. It's called a methyl B complex because the methylated formation or the methylated style, the type of B complexes don't have to go through certain metabolic processes so that it makes it way easier for your body to absorb them. So that's just one example. Um, and in the micronutrient and cardiometabolic testing, we can see if your leptin levels are high. And then there's specific nutrition and specific protocols that I recommend to help get them down so you can increase your willpower and your life state, all right? You have the right to do that. You have a responsibility to do that. So get your life state up, whatever it takes, mama. I am here for you. Here's to your strength, your wisdom, and owning your glow. Mwah. Thank you for listening to the Ultimate Biohack for Women. If you'd like to dive deeper with our tribe, join us on Facebook or Instagram. And if you'd like to help grow our tribe, share this episode with your friends. Let's bring this light to our community so that other women can know their true power and we can create a tribe together worth being in. This podcast is for information purposes only. Dr. Brandy Victory is not a medical doctor, and the views and statements expressed on this podcast are not medical advice. This podcast, including Dr. Brandy Victory and the producers, disclaim responsibility from any possible adverse effects from the use of information contained herein. Opinions of guests are their own, and this podcast does not endorse or accept responsibility for statements made by guests. This podcast does not make any representations or warranties about guest qualifications or credibility. This podcast may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products or services. Individuals on this podcast may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to herein. If you think you have a medical problem, consult a licensed physician.